Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And let's kick this off with our weekly roundups, including our highs and lows. I was just thinking as we were pressing record how funny it is <laughs> that when we first started this podcast, because we were in lockdown like very, very separately, you didn't live in York yet, our roundups yeah. were kind of like different enough for it to be yeah. really interesting. <laughs> but now, because we spend practically all the, all the time together, all of the time, all um, of the time, they're going to blend into one, which is fun it's cute it's cute it's fun for us maybe less fun for you guys (laughs) listening (laughs) okay so before I jump into my high and low I'll preface this by saying that yesterday Emma and I spent the day together in York and we decided to get a piercing done together and technically we had to get them done separately because the studio could only have one of us in at one time due to social distancing but we both got our helix pierced which is like the top of your ear and it's a piercing that we both had done previously and had healed but we decided to get it done again which was really really fun and that is actually my high of the week because I haven't had a piercing done in such a long time you still love going to piercing shops just like it was just such a such a thrill when I was like an edgy teenager (laughs) you're so weird (laughs) because I am filled with fear every time literally I just loved it it was great and um as we were going there Emma was like are you nervous have you eaten anything are are you okay and I'm like yeah I'm fine she's like I think this is worse than getting a tattoo now I've never had a tattoo but I personally just feel like one quick jab with a needle is infinitely better than a prolonged stabbing from a tattoo but regardless I had a great time getting my piercing (laughs) done so that was my high Um, and I'm very happy with how it looks now that it is done so that was my high of the week and my low of the week a little bit less positive obviously because it's the low of the week (laughs) Um, (laughs) but my low of the week is actually that um I have realised that I'm no longer the same jean size as I thought that I was. So this came about because I cleared out loads of clothes before moving house and I only brought two pairs of jeans with me. One of those pairs of jeans then got a hole in it this week so I decided to go out and buy some more and of course lots of changing rooms are not open at the moment so I just made a guesstimation based on the size of jeans that I had that still fit me and it turns out they must have just been stretched from constant wear because the jeans that I purchased were literally like not happening at all and I'm just like oh I hate buying new clothes and I obviously know sizes are just like an arbitrary thing but equally I was like oh why so that was my low of the week (laughs) I enjoyed that noise (laughs) what about your high and low So my high was definitely, I think, just like yesterday as a whole. Mm -hmm. I was saying to my housemate earlier in the week, like I've had quite a few social plans this week and I, after a really rocky, like previous few weeks, this week has just felt so happy. Like my low of the week this week is much more trivial um, (laughs) because this week things just feel like they are looking up and I'm spending Mm -hmm. so much time with friends. I feel like I'm so settled in York. And so that whole feeling, that feeling of kind of not moving on from grief, but like finding a way out of it and finding a way to live Mm -hmm. with it is, I remember like from the last time I experienced it, it is a nice feeling to like enjoy things again and so this week has just been really really fun and obviously yesterday we spent pretty much the whole day together we went shopping because all the shops are open now which is exciting we (laughs) had coffee in museum gardens which is a really lovely park in york we got our piercings done 
And then also we ate pizza by the Minster, which was really mm-hmm. fun. It was just a really nice day and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that is definitely my high of the week. And then I have two that I could pick for a low of the week. One's a bit more gruesome than the other. Go for the gruesome gonna, one. I think I'm going to I'm gonna say both because they're both in the roundup anyway. Yeah. Um, so the first one is obviously <laughs> we got our piercings done yesterday. I am such a piercing wuss. Like I have four <laughs> tattoos and I think that tattoos are much easier because you kind of set yourself up for that prolonged pain. Whereas the piercing, it's like you're bracing yourself and you know it's going to really hurt for a second. Like, oh, no, it just like goes through me. Well, literally. Literally, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was sat having my dinner last night and for some reason, Kira's has just like been fine. Um, I just must have really like... Really great ear blood supply. It's gross on the podcast. Um, But I was just sitting there eating my dinner last night and my housemates were like, oh my God, like it's dripping down your ear. And so, yeah, a little bit of a painful experience (laughs) with my piercing um, and maybe it bleeding a little bit more than Kira's did. That is so gross. As I was telling that, I was like, no one wants to know that. Like I had to go and have a lie down after it happened because blood (laughs) freaks me out. But yeah, apologies. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, ugh, it's gross. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's one of the lows. And then the other low is, I was reading a book this week. I feel like Malibu Rising has fully pulled me out of my slump now. And so nice. I'm really into reading again. And I was reading one that we picked up in Waterstones uh, mm-hmm. when we went on Monday. And it was My Lover's Lover by Maggie O'Farrell. And it was just one of those cases where the first half of the book is so promising and you're so excited to read on. And then the mm-hmm. second half is, it just lacks and it doesn't oh, take the path no. that you wish it had. Like it, this book was so weird because the first first half was like one genre and the second half felt like a completely different genre and I just wish it carried on the vibe of the first half so that was a low of the week because it held such promise and I hate it when yeah. that happens and you feel like yeah it's the author's choice and she must have felt that that was the right path because she's definitely a bit of a famous author she wrote is it <laughs> Hamnet Hamnet that one that's in all of the bookshops yeah that's everywhere yeah I didn't realize that she wrote that as well as all of these different ones but yeah she wrote that and so she's clearly a very acclaimed author um but I just didn't really vibe with the second half of My Lover's Lover, which oh, is disappointing. Definitely a shame. So that's, yeah, that's my other low of the week. One slightly more gruesome than the other, and I do <laughs> apologise. So <laughs> do you have anything else to add to the weekly roundup? I'm just trying to think, like, what have I actually been doing this week? Because I feel like it's been a week of just, like, absolute nothingness for me in, like, just a way where I felt a bit, like, lacking in motivation. I feel like it started on a high with the bookshops that we talked about in last week's episode. And then I kind of had a bit of a midweek slump. And then yesterday, which was Saturday, I feel like I picked up again and I decided to just like get myself out of bed literally at like half past six on Saturday morning. I got up, Jay left for work really early. I had a coffee and then I decided to go and do some yoga in the garden. And I just decided to start getting hyped up because this was actually my last week of furlough. Um, And next week I'm starting to go back into work, which I'm so excited about. And I just feel like I have been living in holiday mode, which clearly has reflected itself in my inability to fit into the jeans that I bought. Um, And I literally just like have just been I feel like there's a limit to how much time you want to spend on holiday and I feel like Mm -hmm. I've loved treating the first few weeks here as a holiday but I think I'm now ready to just like properly settle into a routine of actually like living here next week we are going to be going to the gym. I was going to say that then you're going to have the gym and work in one week Mm -hmm. it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. I'm going to be so excited I literally I feel like I thrive the busier I am and the less I have on my to-do list the less I'm inclined to want to do so I just feel like I'm going to be living my best life next week it's going to be wonderful. (laughs) I definitely feel less positive about starting the gym than you do. I used to be such like a 
a gym person when I was at university. Like, I loved going to the gym. And I feel yeah. like lockdown is just... I'm really happy with my daily walks. Like, that's all well, the exercise yeah. I need. I am excited, though, because obviously I was not as kitted out for the gym as you were. So yesterday, mm-hmm. did buy all new gear. I am excited to start. I'm also excited to go to the gym with someone because you're... Obviously, you know what you're doing in the gym. And also, it's just nice for it to be a social mm-hmm. environment because I have struggled in the past with kind of over-exercising in the gym and I feel yeah. like going back to the gym can be quite scary for me like every time I've done it since that time it, there is a little bit of fear and I know that mm. that's definitely always there so to go with someone it be more of like a social activity and more of just something to fill my week with I definitely yeah. feel more positive going to the gym this time than I have maybe in previous times that I've gone back to the gym because it's Absolutely. definitely just gonna be a fun way to spend time together so weird that we can spend time together in the gym, but we can't spend time together in our houses. I know, it's me. so bizarre. We just have to spend all of our time at the gym. Um, <laughs> but just leading on from what you just said there, obviously, I'm super excited to go back to the gym. Um, but I've been through so many phases where I've loved going to the gym for a while, and then I've fallen out of going to the gym, and I've found that I enjoyed other types of exercise more. So like, just for anyone listening, obviously, no pressure to feel as if that's what you should have to do. Because oh yeah, that's definitely. what we're doing, or likewise to you, is like, although we're going to be trying to go to the gym together, like we're each going to be doing our own things and there's absolutely no pressure there. But I'm just super excited because right now I'm feeling it and just need the motivation to like Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like it, it gets you up, it gets you going. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't particularly have any goals whatsoever. It's just quite nice to have things to fill your week with after a year mm-hmm. of not having not. anything to fill your week with. Like it's just a fun way to add things into your schedule. So I'm really excited. So that should be fun. Absolutely. And I think with that in mind, shall we move on to the main topic of the week, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, let's do it. I am so, so excited for this weekly theme. Like, I feel like it might be one of the ones that I've been most excited for ever. So let's roll. Let's roll. Hyping it up. Okay, so obviously we're both very excited for this week's topic, so I'm sure you're all absolutely dying to find out (laughs) what it's all about. Um, As you know, we switch up who picks the themes each week, so this week it was Em's turn to decide, so I'm going to hand over to you to let us all know what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) Hand over to you. (laughs) You. Let us know. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like it's no secret on this podcast, I talk about it a lot, that my favourite podcast of all time is Table Manners by Jesse and Lenny Ware. It's a food Mm -hmm. family podcast because Jesse and Lenny Ware are mother and daughter. Lenny, no, I was going to say Lenny. Jesse is a famous singer in the UK and Mm -hmm. they just have this podcast where they talk about food and coming together to enjoy food and they have guests on every week. And I think it's probably the only podcast that I follow like faithfully, like listen to as a rule every single week Mm -hmm. at work. Um, And it doesn't matter who they have on as a guest. I will enjoy it. I will love it because I just love the kind of discussions that it creates. And so Mm. I thought it would be really fun for us to do a foodie episode. And I know that one of your favourite podcasts is foodie as well. It is, absolutely. As soon as you started talking about podcasts, I was like, funnily enough, although I have listened to a couple of episodes of Table Manners on your recommendation, and I'm definitely growing to love it, my favourite podcast that I listen to without fail is Talking Taste Buds by Venetia Lamana. And again, that is all just about food and how food fits into our lives. Venetia has different guests on every week, and they basically just start off by talking about food and just see where the episode takes them. And I just absolutely love how food can 
like start off just as literally like talking about something that you've eaten and then before yeah. you know it you're like in the middle of a discussion about something that food memories have led you on to and I just think food is great so yeah I think it food. really brings people together whether that be around a dinner table with an actual meal or just discussions mm-hmm. about it and the memories it can invoke I just think it's such a nice topic and I think for us it, like it's a really special one because I know I think you've probably touched on this more than I have because it's not something yeah. I open up about as much but we've both had kind of mm-hmm. difficult paths with food and it has been kind of our worst enemy at times and so we're both in a place now I think where we love the social aspects of food we talk about Mm -hmm. it a lot like it's a really positive thing in our lives at the moment and so I think it's really nice to see that something that has once been kind of a demon of both of ours is actually Mm -hmm. something that we really want to talk about and brings us together definitely has brought us together I feel like half of our friendship (laughs) is about the food we share together and just like organizing things like that and so I just think it's a really positive episode it might seem like it's quite a trivial one but I don't know it means a lot to me I don't know about you yeah absolutely because I don't know if this is something that you can relate to but whenever I was struggling with food I would talk about food almost non-stop because it was on my mind all the time I'd like ask other people what they were eating and like what's for dinner on Tuesday next week mum because I need to know and everything in advance and like I just would always be talking about food and consuming content about food but in a way that was to kind of like fill a void of food that I didn't want to allow myself to have whereas now I feel like when I talk about food it's from a place of like recognizing how great it is and how I'm able to enjoy it and I just feel like there's been such a shift in mindset although I've always been really into talking about food it's like come full circle where I'm now doing it again from a place of being like happy about it so yeah Yeah, I think it's definitely a good place for us to do this episode it's I don't Mm -hmm. know it's just something that I'm kind of proud of us for so let's move on into the foodie episode so the first question we have on our list we've kind of outlined what we want to talk about because obviously it's quite a broad subject but we're going to start off with a simple one what did you have for dinner last night i love it i literally feel like i'm on talking taste but yes that's Ah. the vibe we want (laughs) okay so last night for dinner it was a simple meal but one that i think i eat probably about three times a week in some variation actually wasn't pesto are you proud of me it was just pasta this time with a tomatoey sauce and i also just had a load of like um italian baby leaf salad with it and i actually used a pasta that me and Jay found at Morrison's which is a protein fusilli. I don't know how it has more protein in but it tastes and looks exactly the same as normal pasta and yet it's like super high in protein so we thought we'd give it a try for the goons and um (laughs) oh my god I didn't know you were gonna do that that was the best thing you've done all episode (laughs) um and on my very simple tomato pasta and salad I also had some nutritional yeast which is a staple in a vegan cupboard in my opinion jay hates it he's never tried it he just hates the smell Can't of it can't imagine what it tastes like because marmite is yeast based so does it taste kind of like marmite i don't think it tastes anything like oh. marmite weirdly <laughs> i feel like it's kind of like a on the box it says nutty cheesy flavor which is weird <laughs> but i kind of use it in the way that you just sprinkle cheese on top of things and i think it just adds like a nice like savory flavor on top of things so that was my dinner very simple but I definitely enjoyed it what about you yum Uh, I was so proud of my dinner last night so where I grew up in the village where I grew up one of the cafes does such a nice salad I know salad sounds kind of boring but I think you Mm. can really make a salad fun yeah it depends what you do with it (laughs) yeah definitely and at the cafe it's kind of like a 
So you've got baby leaf, and then you've got tomatoes, mm-hmm. which is kind of standard, and then you've got goat's cheese, which has been like cooked in the oven, so it's like melted. Mm. Walnuts, uh, bacon, and balsamic. So you couldn't have this salad, sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to recreate it as kind of like a Saturday night salad and take myself into that cafe mindset. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, I recreated it perfectly. It was such wow. a nice dinner. I'm proud of myself. Now, although I couldn't eat it, I definitely can appreciate the fact that you've like kind of like covered all the bases with like textures and also you've got like some like mild flavours, you've got tangy, you've got creamy, you've yeah. got like, you know, all the things going on. So I feel like as salads go, though I would never be able to eat this one, I can see why it would be a winner. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just love it when you try and recreate something at home. I feel like a lot of people have been doing that through lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. And also you still can't go to restaurants now. So people are still doing it now. Well, you can if they were outside, but not like inside. Yeah. So a lot of my favorite restaurants are inside. Um, so it was really nice to recreate something and it turned out well. So that's what I had love for last night. And amazing. moving on to kind of, because obviously recreating food from a restaurant kind of recreates the memory that you have mm-hmm. when you ate it at that restaurant. Are you enjoying my segue here? I'm loving <laughs> The it. next thing we have on our list is favourite food memory, which is such a difficult question. And I'm going to let you go first because I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I do have one that has come to mind. Now, of course, there's so many different directions that your mind could go in, but this one kind of popped into my head and it is... One memory that kind of segues into a second memory. Okay. So the first memory was on my 18th birthday um, and on my 18th birthday I woke up on my 18th birthday. Have oh my god, enough? drink every time she says 18th birthday. <laughs> so it was my 18th birthday. Was it your 18th birthday? It was actually my 18th birthday, yeah. So I woke up <laughs> and uh, <laughs> came downstairs and my mum had gone out and gotten us prepped um, almond croissants so this was nice. before I went vegan actually literally like six months before I went vegan and I had prep croissants warmed up with a coffee in the kitchen and it was amazing because my mum just knew that those were my favorite things ever in the world they still are though I cannot eat them anymore I just still hold a special almond croissant spaced heart no <laughs> <laughs> I messed that up so badly uh, almond croissant shaped hole oh. in my heart where did I get that wrong um and I just love them so waking up on my 18th birthday two almond croissants and coffee and it's just nice that you know it's lovely I think when someone knows that something is your favorite and they go out of their yeah. way to get that thing for you so thanks mum good one and um, <laughs> shout out to Tracy <laughs> you did good <laughs> she did good and then the reason that that segues into a second mem is that <laughs> last year which was 2020 though it was a difficult year in many ways Pret released oh, vegan right, okay. See this. croissants and they were only in their veggie pretz which were in London so I decided to message M and say, hey, do you fancy going down to London? Because I really want to try a vegan almond croissant. So we went down to London in August of last year for a day trip. I got one of the almond croissants. It was incredible. I took a second one home and I wish I could have taken like more because they were just so, so good. Um, and it was just nice to finally be reunited with my favourite food item ever. So there you go. Oh, and I feel like you were talking that entire time and I was trying to panic <laughs> think of a memory and I still can't really think. <laughs> and you thought memory. of this question. I feel like it's because every meal I have with friends creates a food memory and there's just so many in my head. That's the that's thing that cute. I like love most about food and I think that's the thing that I appreciate the most about food now that I've come to like 
not see it as a scary thing is that it really does bring people together and so when I think about just memories in general Mm -hmm. a lot of them I would say 70% of the memories that I have with people also incorporate food because it's just something that brings people together whether that be like around a table or Mm -hmm. can't think of an alternative it's usually around a table (laughs) yes it's (laughs) typical um or even like I'll never forget this weird period of life that we've had in the past year and me and Rachel my little sister did a lot of kind of Netflix party and then FaceTimed each other whilst we were watching the Netflix party and eating yeah. pizza over FaceTime. Oh, that's and so cute. that's like a really weird food memory and it's kind of consolidated in my mind and I think it will be for a long time. <laughs> Not only as like a point of how weird this last year has been, but it's just brought mm-hmm. me, me and Rachel together even though in distance we were so far apart. Um, but if I was going to yeah. choose like one food memory, I think barbecues bring a lot of memories Ooh. to me. Like we yeah. used to, when I lived at home when I was a child, we used to have every single pretty much every single weekend in the summer we used to go around to my grandparents and they had such a beautiful garden and my Mm. granddad would fire up the barbecue and we would all sit outside and have um well the adults would have drinks we'd have soft drinks and we would have just like a barbecue every weekend and i think that's bringing it back to what we when we talk about memories food is another way that you remember the people that aren't here anymore and so i think food memories Mm -hmm. are so powerful even though as we say like food does just seem like a trivial thing actually it's at the center of most of your memories with people so that's the one i'm gonna go for i brought it around in the end i thought one i love it you you made it work you like took us on a journey did we know it was gonna end up no it was a long spiral i didn't know where it was gonna end up either but we got there (laughs) and that's that's the main thing (laughs) On the topic of barbecues, what is your like go-to barbecue like dish? Like, what do you what, what do you want? Okay. What do you want? <laughs> okay, so when it comes to barbecues, I'm kind of more of a fan of the other things on the table. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like a basket of really nice bread rolls. You got yeah. a, a Greek salad going on there because I could eat feta with anything. Like, if there's something <laughs> I always have without fail in my fridge, it's, it's feta. feta. I currently have three locks of it in my fridge. I genuinely like, don't think I've ever eaten it. It is insane. I love feta. So you've got like feta salad on there. You've got some mm-hmm. potato salad on there. Nice cheeses, mm-hmm. nice bread. On the actual barbecue, like when I was younger at these barbecues that I'm talking about in that memory, it was definitely yeah. things like, you know, sausage and burgers. But now I feel like I kind of prefer vegetarian things. I'm not a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I am a meat eater. Um, but my mum, because my little sister's vegetarian, makes these burgers which are like kidney beans, feta, sun-dried tomatoes, breadcrumbs, and it's such a nice veggie burger. And Rachel has that on the barbecue, so I would probably pick that right now. What about you? Nice. I'm thinking, again, I've not had a barbecue for a long time because... long, long time. Long, long time, because I am vegan, and I usually would just be like, I want Linda McCartney sausages, I just put them in the oven. Like, I'm not going to fire up a barbecue for that. And Jay doesn't eat meat, and he's distinctly more fussy than I am, so it's like, barbecue is not really a thing. But when I was younger, I would go for like a sausage in a bread bun with an unholy amount of ketchup, like a ridiculous amount I feel amount like we just ketchup. need to pause for a second. What did you just call it? Bread bun? Yeah. That's so weird. What do you call a sausage it? sausage in a bread bun? I would say it's yeah. sausage in a roll. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you take such sausage, joy in pointing out my... Sausage in a bread vessel then. So in Ooh, bread to carry I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy well, that. You, you led me there. It's your <laughs> fault that we ended up on this um, topic. But yeah, a ridiculous amount of ketchup and a sausage. And still, as a vegan, sausage re- meal, re- like meat replacements are my, my favourite as well. But at the point of barbecues as well, 
anything else that I would go for would mostly surround the topic of crisps. Any kind of crisps. Ooh, didn't even think about that. I feel like I could eat crisps forever. Like, I could eat an, an unlimited amount of crisps and I would never get Didn't bored. even know that about you. Didn't even know you liked them. I didn't know ever eating crisps of you. Salt and vinegar crisps. Oh my one. God, yes. So, have you ever had the co-op salt and vinegar crisps? I'm sure I have. I'm they sure will I've change your, You would remember. They will change your life. Like, once you've had them, <clears> don't go back. I'm, I have to say, at the moment, I'm really into salt and vinegar squares by <laughs> Walkers. <laughs> Hello, 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. It's great. And then with a vegan cheese sandwich. Mm-mm. I mean... <laughs> can't say I'm particularly <laughs> swung on the vegan cheese I can't imagine what that would taste like but yeah I feel like one of the food things that comes from our friendship I'm gonna segue into the next topic here I hope you I'm hope ready, ready I'm yeah. ready buckle has up been, <laughs> has been there as a result of like knowing you and Rachel so Rachel my sister like I said she's vegetarian and then you are vegan and you are two of the like closest people in my life so by extension I have started to try more and more vegan and vegetarian things and I really mm-hmm. like them. Like there are so many good alternatives out there. So I thought that maybe yeah. like you could talk about your journey with veganism because that's obviously a massive part of mm-hmm. your like food story. Absolutely. I would love to talk about that. Did you like that, that segue? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. Cool. It was great. I feel like you're being very talented with your segues today. <laughs> thank so you, bravo. Thank you. Um so let me take you back to the year 2015. <laughs> whoosh I'm there whoosh we're there okay so um I was into watching a lot of YouTube then as I am now but um back then I used to watch a lot of foodie YouTube and I would watch a lot of people who were vegans and they were of a particular group of vegans called high carb low fat vegans um absolutely do not promote this just to clarify but the premise of high carb, low fat is that 80% of your calories should come from carbohydrates, 10% from fat and 10% from protein. And within this high carb, low fat movement, there is a subset called raw till four, where you would only eat raw fruits throughout the day until 4pm, at which point you could eat cooked foods. Um, And these people would (laughs) eat like an insane amount of fruit during the day. And they would eat like 10 bananas in a smoothie and like and then like five kilograms of potatoes at dinner and stuff and they were all like really into cycling so they looked incredible and I was like this is the life for me I love carbs and me and Jay bought bikes and I got really into cycling for a while I was so influenced by these people and it still took me a few months after like starting to watch these people before I went vegan but I did go vegan and I specifically did go high carb, low fat vegan. So if you scroll all the way back to the beginning of my Instagram page, you'll see all the hashtags like HCLF, Rotal4, Sounds uh, 8 like to 10, 10. It is a cult. It is 100% a foodie cult and it's awful and actually really unhealthy and highly don't recommend it. But that was my journey into veganism and I was just like enamoured by all these people. They all lived in Australia so I don't know if that had something to do with it because it looked so like exotic yeah. and they would all travel to Thailand. Aesthetically and it just, pleasing. Yeah I just loved it um, and I do think in a way it was beneficial to me because although it was restrictive in terms of the fact that it was restricting the macronutrients and encouraging you to eat a lot of carbohydrates in abundance but then I would still feel really like nervous about like how much like peanut butter I should eat because it was high in fat I do think it was helpful to me to be like consuming a lot of content that was about 
eating in abundance and like not restricting yourself to tiny portions and I do think that that was helpful in kind of like Mm. getting over my disordered eating mindset um however I gradually moved away from the high carb low fat thing thank god because I do love peanut butter um (laughs) and then since then um have just been you know eating all the good vegan foods and just living my best life I feel like I transitioned to veganism kind of slowly like I cut out like milk first and transitioned to almond milk and then I cut out like butter and moved over to a vegan butter and then I the last thing I got rid of was cheese that would be the hardest thing is, if I it's was, common if I was um and I had to go cold turkey on cheese because vegan cheese I mean people still say vegan cheese is gross and um, I think it's improved but vegan cheese back six years ago was really gross um and also when you compare it to normal cheese like directly comparing it after finishing eating normal cheese and then going straight into vegan cheese really not great whereas after leaving quite a big gap and then not remembering what normal cheese really tastes like and then having vegan cheese I could get on board with it but yeah yeah I feel like you definitely inspire me to try alternatives and the more I try (laughs) the more I find things I am like I full-on substitute like I wouldn't buy for example like chicken burgers now I definitely buy the corn ones because I prefer them I've always ever since I was a barista I've always used kind of a milk substitute just because I prefer it I think it makes hot drinks more interesting because it adds that extra bit of flavor um but Mm -hmm. I definitely think I really admire your like motivation with veganism because if you follow follow I just had a brain melt if you subscribe (laughs) to Kira on YouTube you'll know she does a lot of vegan food videos and I found them so fun to watch like I think there's a lot of stigma that if you are vegan you just sit there and eat leaves like a rabbit but actually you make it so fun and I think you're a really positive kind of influence in the vegan community even if you're saying like the way you. you started might not have been the most like healthy form of veganism like everyone has to start somewhere and you've definitely developed it to a point where mm-hmm. all your videos are just like this fun non-restrictive like experimental creative kind of veganism which I think is really yeah. cool so I feel like I'm now at a point where it's like being vegan is unconscious like it's not yeah. something I have to think about and therefore it's just like food and more and more vegan options get created all the time the quality of those options and things gets better and better all the time like I genuinely don't think for example with yogurt you could tell the difference at all I think it's the exact same like they're just so good Um, and I just think it becomes fun to try and like recreate things that you previously enjoyed but also just like try out completely new things because for example nutritional yeast that I mentioned earlier would have never come across that if I wasn't vegan because it's something that vegans use a lot in their foods and that's just one example of a food that has been added into my like daily diet that I otherwise wouldn't have even known about so you're not just losing food groups you actually can also like gain new things which is great and I feel like there's so much more nowadays like so many more options in restaurants like when we went to get pizza yesterday um, mm-hmm. I feel like a few years ago you might have been like, well, they're not going to do vegan pizza, so we can't go here. But they did have yeah. a vegan option, and it actually they looked did. really, really nice. It was really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, it just feels and... nice to go to restaurants again. I know. Oh, my God. And have other people make your food. It's yeah. just great. Like, what obviously, you save money in lockdown, but I think going out and ordering from a restaurant is just part of the whole food it's and lovely. memory experience. So here's a question. <laughs> go for it (laughs) what restaurant are you most excited to visit when like we the whole selection is open again once you can sit inside as well this is one that's actually like i just genuinely don't even know you know 
Do you have one in mind? Yeah, I do have one in mind. Okay, you go first. Okay, so obviously we both live in York now and you have not Mm -hmm. experienced this place, but I am determined to introduce you to it. But in (laughs) York, we have this like really cosy, authentic independent Italian and it's called Del Rio's it's on Micklegate I think it's on Micklegate um and it's just the vibe in that restaurant you have to go downstairs into like an underground like kind of Mm -hmm. restaurant setting and there's so many candles and lighting and fairy lights and everyone in there's just like authentically like loves Italian food and loves serving it and like they it feels like they love working there and so it's a really happy experience (laughs) and the food is insane and so I'm definitely taking you there after May 17th when we can sit inside Woo woo! Okay, that's exciting. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. So maybe that is also top of my list for somewhere mm-hmm. I'm excited to go. I honestly don't have a restaurant in mind. I feel like I am so uh, boring. Like, I don't really go out to eat that often. I um, I love going out to cafes. I feel like cafes uh, yeah, I was going to say that. My jam. Yeah. I don't really, like, Jay and I don't tend to go out to, like, restaurants very often. So, like, I feel like I don't really have a huge amount in my head that I'm like desperate to go back to but I'm certainly now that we're in York looking forward to like exploring there's so many cute little restaurants in York and I feel like there's so many vegan options in places Mm -hmm. so yeah which is exciting I also just kind of wanted to um add a teeny tiny little thing onto my vegan thing which I just wanted to clarify in case anyone listening I just feel like whenever I talk about veganism I'm nervous that people will think I'm preachy but I just wanted to clarify. No, you're not. That definitely not. It's like, you know, 100% each to their own. I've made my own decision and I know the reasons why I'm vegan and why I continue to be, but like, you do you. No pressure. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I talk about cheese to Kira 24-7 and she never judges me. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next question. Do you want to introduce this one? This is like a table manners-esque question. This is like the, the question. The question. So this is, what would your desert island meal be? Like starter, main, dessert, drinks, the whole hog. Go for it. Right. Okay. So (laughs) drink. I think you know what drink I'd pick. It's my favourite drink. We had it. Appetizer. Appetizer. Okay. Starting off with appetizer. I like an alcoholic beverage, but in terms of like enjoyment, I'm on a desert Mm -hmm. island. Like it's going to be appetizer all the way. I just think it's so lush that is a word that i've picked up from my housemates and every time it comes out my mouth i'm like oh that's so weird for me to say. <laughs> um and then okay so in this kind of scenario i feel like you can kind of have ma- mini portions of mains as your starter because that's mm-hmm. just the way it's going here okay so for my starter another place i want to show you in york is ambiente which is a tapas place and I they think do... we saw it yesterday yeah yeah we did see it yesterday it's so nice so for my starter I'm gonna have they do like these green beans and sun-dried tomatoes and pine nuts and Ooh. olive oil and I'm gonna have that with the breaded goat's cheese and mm-hmm. the kind of they do this really nice focaccia bread with oil and Ooh, balsamic love and those kind of like few things are just dreamy so I'm gonna have them as my starter <laughs> probably mm-hmm. quite a big starter but you know we're on a desert island we've got yeah might as well <laughs> yeah might as well then for my main I feel like just a really authentic Italian pizza. You know, it's like really tomatoey. Just a mm-hmm. margarita and it's got like the basil and maybe some fresh tomato on as well. Yeah. And not too much mozzarella. I hate it when pizzas have too much cheese. It really freaks me out. Um, so I really <laughs> like... Out. Yeah. When it's... You know when the pizza's just like not a perfect circle and it's well, got like air like, bubbles in it and it's just... Oh. What's bad is like... Oh, Jay loves the air bubbles. Yeah, I, I love an air bubble in a pizza. But... um. 
Jay, no not Jay, I hate it when cheese doesn't stay on the pizza. Like if there's that much that you can't pick that up a slice off. where it slides off, it's like, well, yeah. what the hell is the point in that? Yeah, it has to be like the perfect amount. And so I feel, when I went to Italy a few years ago, they did the perfect pizza. So that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic? What do you mean? It's just like, it's Italy, isn't it? Oh, right, okay. These are like a classic. I thought you meant me going to Italy. I was like, I've literally only been once. (laughs) It's not a classic. It's like the opposite of a classic. No, classic Um, for Italy to do the perfect pizza. Yeah, amazing pizza. Or like a really nice bowl of pasta. Something Italian would be my main because I just love Mm -hmm. Italian. And then for my dessert, I always feel like once I get to dessert in these kind of imaginary situations, I feel like mentally full. (laughs) So I'm going to go for something light. I feel like either a few like cheese and crackers some really nice cheeses some Wednesday oh, cranberry in there or some actually old stop it um, not had anything or, sweet or some chocolate mousse I could eat a vat of chocolate mousse it's just insane I'm a chocolate I mousse I feel fan. like we've had this conversation before but the fact that you would put cheese and crackers as a dessert is actually disgusting no because and I just <laughs> genuinely just don't even know if I can continue to be friends no with because you. in this situation I'm imagining that I needed a break like if I if this is my authentic like body eating this food I know I would need a break after that main so then at like in the evening when I'm watching a movie I might have some cheese and crackers however if I've got an infinite stomach then I'll have a yeah. of chocolate mousse please I always imagine that in these circumstances you do have an infinite stomach. Obviously. Okay, well, all of the chocolate mousse then, but not no fruit on top or anything because let's not ruin a good thing. Just chocolate mousse <laughs> and more chocolate mousse. Okay, you go. Shoot. Okay, so I feel like we've got very different vibes here and I think yeah. uh, by the end of this you'll very clearly be able to tell what my favourite meal of the day is. So I'm also going to have three different drinks here. So Three different oh, drinks? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Different. Actually, it's two of the same drinks but they're separated by a second drink in the middle. So Okay. <laughs> First, my starter is going to be a bowl of porridge. For your starter? <laughs> yeah. So my starter is going to be a bowl of porridge, um, which is going to be made with um, rolled oats, chia seeds, oat milk, cooked on the hob, not in the microwave. On top of my porridge is going to be frozen blueberries and frozen raspberries, um, along with a big spoonful of peanut butter and cinnamon and maple syrup. That's so while I'm there it. enjoying my tapas... I'm having porridge and a cup of tea, obviously. Nice. Um, I might have just an English breakfast tea with oat milk as my starter drink. Then I didn't realise we were having starter main and dessert drinks. Well, you had the full choice. It was up to you. You have appetizer <laughs> the whole time. So my main course is going to be some kind of like spaghetti bolognese type mm, thing yeah. okay. made with like Linda McCartney vegan mints and... Um, fresh basil on top, nice. bit of vegan cheese on top, um, a whole 30p garlic baguette on the side. <laughs> In this imaginary scenario, you could have the most luxurious garlic bread you want. I am convinced that that's the best garlic bread ever. Like, I love it so much. Tesco, 30p garlic baguette. I can't beat it. It's incredible. Fair enough. So do you. That's what I'm having. And with that, I would be drinking a can of Coke Zero, which nice. tastes best for Respect my Yeah. <clears throat> and then finally... For my dessert, I will be having pancakes. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say pancakes. <laughs> pancakes with some fresh strawberries on top, maple syrup, maybe a little drizzle of Biscoff. And nice. um, with that one, I would finish off with some of the Yorkshire tea toast and jam oh, tea made yes. with oat milk. That's of the course. only tea I will drink. Mm-hmm. 
So there we go. That's my love that. You can definitely tell that breakfast and brunch are your favourites. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Lunch and dinner can just like, you know, take it or leave it. But breakfast is just We both went for the Italian main course theme, which I enjoy. Very unbeatable. I think maybe we should put a poll on, which (laughs) what people would pick out of our... (laughs) I feel like yours, because who the hell is going to choose the one with porridge as the stuff? That's kind of why I want to do the poll, I feel like it's an instant You want to win the poll? Yeah. Absolutely. And we are also going to put a question box up to find out your yeah. desert island meal. I have to do a very shortened version based on the fact that you can only have three lines in yeah. your Yeah, we want to know. But... We want to know, because I feel like this will give me inspiration for meals, so... Oh yeah, great idea. Let's yeah. use the listeners. <laughs> We've actually been recording for 30 minutes. We were like, I wonder what we're going to talk about in this food episode, but <laughs> turns out we can talk about food for a long, long time. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we have one final question, which I'm excited about. <laughs> okay. So when we were like kind of mind mapping out this episode, <laughs> we decided that the final question would be, if you were a cocktail what would it be called and what will be in it? And I love yours. Do you want to... Actually, do you want me to go first? Because I feel like yours is funnier. (laughs) You go ahead. So I asked my sister this and she came up with some very offensive names for cocktails. (laughs) But we decided on uh, Short But Sweet and it's going to be a short cocktail. And I feel like I kind of want it to have like maybe like some vanilla vodka, some raspberry jam and maybe some like lemonade in there. Oh, that kind of gives me like a sweet vibe. Like yeah, as in well, like it's a, a short sweetie. drink but sweet. But sweet. Short yeah. but sweet. I feel like I'm not always sweet, but I like <laughs> the name. I am short though. So that's hard to That's about. true. That um, is true. I like to think that I'm sweet. Maybe not always, but who is? Mm, certainly not me. And let's <laughs> move on to my name. <laughs> now I literally have no idea what's gonna be in this cocktail, but I was going down the same you route have vision, that I think. Though. Yeah, I think I the same route that Rachel was going down in the names that you guys were thinking of before you settled on Short But Sweet. Uh, and I decided to go for uh, Judgmental Bitch as my cocktail. <laughs> Gets me every time. Um, only joking. I am generally a nice person, but I do think that I enjoy just, like, <laughs> making comments to people that I don't, like, about people that I don't know will never see again and not to anyone's face. So nothing that would ever, like, hurt someone. But for example, the other, like, yesterday, we saw a family who were having a picnic and Em and Sarah were like, oh my god, that's so cute. And I was like, a picnic in York? She was like, they look infinite. like they'd be boring. <laughs> yeah, I was like, god, they've actually planned food. How boring is that? And like there's a million cafes and they've brought food with them how gross obviously just joking and would never actually say something to someone's face that would upset them but in a completely just like you know judging things i see in front of me in an amusing way not to hurt anyone's feelings and i'm pretty sure that would have hurt their feelings (laughs) but that's why i would never say it to them and i don't know them so they'll never know that i'm judging them yeah and i'm generally in people that i know I'm just, no one, like, I don't know how to describe this, but I would never want to upset anyone. But if it's just someone who I'm just observing from a distance and I would make a funny comment, that's where I'm a judgmental bitch. So there we go. And I don't know what's going to be in this cocktail, but if anyone in the UK has ever been to The Alchemist, you might know that they have, like, these colour-changing cocktails. And I feel like the changes of colour are representative of my inner Gemini being a little bit, like, two-faced and, you know, judgmental and rude. So that's what the cocktail's gonna look like and maybe it'll have like a sweet and sour vibe because that again I think yeah. goes with the I love the that that's a concept that would suit the alchemist like I think but, you um, could definitely pitch that cocktail 
Yeah, I don't know how well they'd take to the title, but... <laughs> I love I feel the title. Like, I think, it's, I yeah. think it's good that you're self-aware about this aspect of your personality. It's true. I feel like I just... I'm, I'm nosy and I'm observant, and I think with that comes me passing judgment on people, but in a very It's always in an amusing and, and you know it's not serious way. Yeah, and never in, like I say, not to people that I actually know or would encounter or would never want to inflict my opinions on someone and actually make them feel bad about something they were doing. I just like to make jokes from a distance <laughs> and please don't hate me, everyone. I'm not really a judgmental bitch. I'm lovely, I promise. So then the contrast of short but sweet and judgmental bitch just made me laugh. So mm-hmm. that is the final question of our table manners slash talking taste buds foodie weekly theme which definitely does not have a ring to it it. and that was a long sentence but that concludes this section shall we move on to agnia let's go for it Who knew we could talk about food for that long? <laughs> I knew we could talk about food for that long. That's literally an accurate conversation. Maybe a bit more scripted, but an accurate conversation of what we usually talk about. Yeah, it is. To be fair, we do love to talk about food. But I was like, how are we going to have enough to talk about? Clearly, yes, we did. And so because that main topic of the episode was such a chunky one, um, we're just going to be doing one agony ant question. So um, do you want to let us know what the question is? Yeah, so we got a question that was all about screen time. And because of the nature, obviously I'm kind of paraphrasing this question because (laughs) it was quite a long question, but it was about how we manage screen time because obviously being content creators and also both of us work in like kind of social media in marketing. Mm -hmm. So obviously we spend a lot of time on our phones. um, But then also a massive part of like content creating that we do is reading books. So we can't spend all the time, well, it should be, <laughs> we can't spend all the time on our phones because we need to be reading and doing other things as well. So it was a question about how we manage screen time and I feel like the answer is not very well, but we'll give yeah, it a go. Really, really badly. <laughs> we did do a digital detox for an episode like a few, I don't know how long ago that was, time passes so a little while ago, weird yeah. in lockdown, but we did an episode all about digital detoxing and I found that really fun. Um, but yeah, thoughts on screen time and how to limit screen time if you find yourself getting addicted to your phone. Oh, well, um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> have I ever limited myself other than that one detox day? Not at all. Um, I definitely spend a lot of time on my phone. TikTok remains my most addictive app and I yeah. genuinely love it. It brings me a lot of joy and therefore I really don't mind. I feel like the difference between me and what I hear other people talking about is that some people say that social media negatively impacts their mental health, Mm. that they find themselves comparing themselves to other people and they feel like it's kind of taking over or impacting them negatively. I've never really felt that about my experience with social media, at least not in recent years. I have just felt like it's something that's entertaining and enjoyable and in lockdown, something that's a great way to connect with other people, as well as being something that like inspires me in my own content creation. So I don't feel like I've ever really consciously tried to limit myself because I haven't necessarily felt the need now in the last month I feel like I've probably spent more time on my phone than before um because we've been moving spending a lot of time in the house waiting for deliveries and what you're gonna do but scroll while you're waiting for things to arrive and especially Mm. when I'm not been at work and I do feel like it has been negatively impacting my reading but equally this last month has coincided with me having taken on quite a few different like 
buddy reads and read-alongs and things like that that have included books that I haven't particularly been enjoying and therefore yeah. haven't wanted to pick up. So I feel like in that circumstance, I've kind of turned towards my phone even more as like an escape from the reading that I don't really want to do. So basically so to conclude I'm, I'm useless <laughs> i'm useless in this question because i have no advice no i'm sure i have some advice if you just let me round up my to... thoughts all right okay I, i'm ready for it essentially i would say assess your own thoughts on social media are you wanting to take a break from social media or limit your screen time because you feel like you need it or is it because you see other people talking about detoxes and feel like you should also be doing them because i'd say only do them if you feel like it's going to be beneficial to you if you genuinely feel like it's going to be beneficial then it could be as simple as leaving your phone in a different room setting the like app locks that only let you go on apps between certain hours or like giving yourself like your phone as a reward so like say if you want to do 30 minutes of reading and then you scroll for 10 minutes or something like that just kind of like bargaining with yourself and basically just assess what's going to work best for you because I feel like your own productivity and attitude to social media will be very unique to you so you just kind of need to assess like how you're feeling and also know that like how you feel about social media right now doesn't need to be how you feel about it forever or the way that you tackle screen time this week might not work for you next week or whatever so just be flexible with it really yeah definitely I think it's a good point that a lot of the time if you feel like you have to go on a detox from your phone or social media it's because social media tells you you should um and Mm -hmm. like if it's not a negative impact on your life like for example i also don't really see negative impacts my most used app is instagram but not my personal account where i'll be you know on my personal instagram there's a lot of people putting the best parts of their lives on like engagements Mm -hmm. and moving house and that i can see how that can be definitely toxic but the instagram account that i go on like all the time and i hardly ever use my personal is my book account my a little writer m account and so all of the content on there is motivational to me it's very much just about books and people enjoying writing and reading and so Mm -hmm. it's a very like calming place for me so i don't I like you I don't really see like the negative impacts and um, but if yeah. you do then I would say when you do go on your phone think about who you follow and if someone doesn't mm-hmm. if someone doesn't bring like, kind of enjoyment or motivate you to be better then maybe think about unfollowing them because I think we need yeah. to kind of abandon this culture of if someone follows you you have to follow them back like it's just nice like no set boundaries and just follow accounts that make you feel positive I know this isn't really yeah. about screen time but I definitely enjoy social media more when I just go on the accounts um like my Mm -hmm. profiles that just have inspiring and motivational content so yeah definitely think about who you follow when you do go on your phone and that make that might then make you put less pressure on yourself about screen time because it's not impacting you negatively but in terms of limiting screen time I actually definitely find since we did that digital detox I actually find it much easier to limit my screen time and just because I really enjoyed that day and kind of having moments of being offline so the first time of the day where I definitely just put my phone aside is when I wake up every single morning on a weekday and on the weekends too but I let myself have more screen time at the weekends um is I have an hour before work where I just do reading and not only does that mean that I give more time to reading and definitely get through books because five hours then of the week it's carved out, carved out immediately for reading. And so I get yeah. a lot of reading done. I need that. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It definitely sets me up in a positive mood for the day. But I just turn my phone off for that hour, which I find really kind of, I'm not leaping straight into the day having seen loads of content. And I feel like that helps mm-hmm. me. So 
definitely having moments in the day where you carve out time where you're not going to be on your phone or you're going to be doing something else I think is a good place to start so I have that day that day that hour in the morning and then yeah in an evening after work when I go down to make dinner because I know that there's going to be maybe most likely my housemates are going to be downstairs and so there's mm-hmm. going to be kind of things to watch on tv we were like we watch like the chase and we get involved <laughs> Richard nice. Osman's house of games is a personal fave and I we're like that. making dinner and chatting and catching up I leave my phone upstairs because I know that I won't like I, I don't I don't need it at that time of day and actually it'll make probably make me have a better time downstairs like engaging with people so those are the two times mm-hmm. a day where I just leave my phone like that hour in the morning and then when I make dinner which could be half an hour or it could be three hours like mm-hmm. that just is time where I leave my phone alone and that doesn't mean I don't go on my phone a lot because I do especially in like the line of work that we're in and also the hobbies that we have I think it's natural that we go on our phones a lot but definitely yeah. my main tip for screen time is like Kira said think about why you want to decrease your screen time if it's because social media is telling you you should detox think about whether you actually do want to do that and whether that is going to uh, positively impact your life if it's because you're seeing stuff online that is making you feel bad about yourself think about who you follow and realize that it's okay to set boundaries about who you follow and about the content you watch um Mm -hmm. and if it's just that you just feel like you need to cut down just think about times of day where you can put down your phone and be doing something else so that you won't even notice that you're not going on your phone. So for me, that's reading in the morning and making dinner in the evening. So that is my yeah. advice for screen time. Absolutely. Could not agree more because I feel like that is... <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100% could not agree more. Could not agree more because I, I do feel like what you said there is totally true because it's not necessarily always about social media. Social media is just a vessel for content. You love so the word vessel today, don't you? It has been coming up a couple of times, yeah. But it's the accurate way to describe what I'm trying to say, which okay. is just that, like, social media is just, like, like a holding room for all the content that's put on there. So your yeah. feelings... Although you say your feelings towards social media, it's not really your feelings towards social media, it's your feelings towards the content creators that you have chosen to connect with yeah. on there. So actually your feelings will be much more tied to the people that you're following and the feed that you've like curated for yourself. So that's definitely one way to tackle it. Yeah, and so that is the agony ant question that we thought we'd answer today. A little bit different maybe to the main theme. We do have mm-hmm. a lot of questions like surrounding food because we do talk about it a lot, but we thought it might be overkill to answer one of those A little well. bit too much food perhaps. But if you do have any questions that you would like to ask us um, for an agony ant, just a reminder that we have a anonymous Google form which is linked in the bio of our Instagram as well as in the show notes here, I think. Yeah, um, and in the show notes. And also I have it linked in my bio on my personal account as well well for ease yeah absolutely so that means that you can submit any question to us it's totally anonymous no name or anything left um, and we will answer that in a future episode so if you want to ask us anything go ahead and do that (laughs) so thank you for listening i think that wraps this episode up it's going to be a long one i think oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we just love talking about food i'm really just like i feel so positive that we can talk have these conversations now and i'm just yeah i'm just super happy this week so thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed please let us know on the instagram account what your desert island meal would be and also we'll be doing Mm -hmm. the highs and lows i love reading people's highs and lows on the instagram account it's so nice absolutely loving it so yeah thanks to anyone who is sending those in but we'll catch you in next week's episode see you next week bye